Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include businesses in the holiday spirit, my interview with Ocrelis's Suzanne Ross on the evolution of fraud in the mortgage space and how technology is protecting companies from threats, and what will rates do with a light economic calendar? I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. To learn more, visit simplenexus.com. Well, most everyone is in the holiday spirit, but businesses are still focused on trying to reduce costs, roll out products to help what few borrowers are out there, and leverage technology as we head through December and into the winter. Christmas will be here before you know it. Have you noticed that FedEx trucks have different colors on their logos? Well, they do. And they mean something. The CFPB's logo doesn't have any such cleverness, but it published a response to questions regarding the Humda closed-end loan coverage threshold in the 2022 NCRC et al. versus the CFPB court order. For the link to that story, as well as the latest employment opportunities and lender and broker software and services, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Ocrelis's Suzanne Ross to talk about the evolution of fraud in the mortgage space and how technology is protecting companies from threats. She's the director of mortgage at Ocrelis and has a background in mortgage that spans almost her entire career, making her an expert when it comes to staying up to date with consumer trends and wants across the industry. Most recently, in her role as VP of Operations and VP of Systems, she led the implementation of strategic workflow processes and new technology resulting in expanded growth and efficiency for multiple national lenders and banks. These skills, along with her market awareness, have led to her spearheading Ocrelis' mortgage product strategy and expanding its offerings at a rapid pace, allowing Ocrelis to become a major player in the mortgage space. How has fraud in the mortgage industry evolved over the years? Well, since I'm somewhat of a dinosaur in the industry. I I was actually around when paper was still paper and we were literally putting the file folders in the rack outside the underwriter's door. So I remember reviewing files and catching people who had literally altered documents with scissors, a glue stick and a scanner, you know, the original cut and paste. So a lot has changed over the years. Um, but fraud, fraud was prevalent then and it still is now if not more so, but mostly it's just become more refined. You know, as technology improves, obviously so do the fraudsters. And there's a myriad of fraud that exists now, cyber fraud, wire fraud, consumer fraud, foreclosure scams, and the the list goes on. But what is most relevant and more popular today than it ever has been is loan origination fraud. Um, What regulators and lawmakers define as fraud for profit or fraud for property And it's typically done through file tampering. It's the same arts and crafts style that I referred to before, although now it's done with software. And it's much harder to detect with a human eye. Bank statements and income documents are so highly structured that they're very easily altered or recreated. And unfortunately, when the market is down, like it is right now, lenders are more likely to be victims of fraud due to the fact that they're laying off staff. They have less people being diligent about their reviews. They have lower budgets, you know, and they're they're seeing some compliance tools or technology as luxuries instead of necessity. So they're cutting those expenses and exposing themselves to some additional potential harm. 
Um, and then the big one, you know, there's less volume. And in a less volume market, loan origination fraud is on the uptick because there's less loans being originated. And a lot of people got used to making a lot of money in this industry over the last couple of years. So there's more of a temptation to push push things through that may have been second guessed or rejected in that higher volume market or a desperation to alter documents to ensure that the loan will close and commissions are paid. And at times, even the lender turns a blind eye to this and, and takes the risk simply in the hopes that they won't get caught. You know, they take their eyes off the ball because they're concerned about the drop in their bottom line. And that's understandable. They're focused on how they can reduce the overall cost of operating so that they can maintain profitability and just stay in business. But basically, they're falling under this spell of uh, desire to close everything that they can without being concerned about the quality control. And that will generate loans in the short term. But what happens is, you know, one of those loans at least tend to come back from the investors and cost them more in the long run. And then in the current environment, there's also, you know, the the borrowers. Um, they're more likely to commit fraud if they feel like they're unlikely to be approved for a loan using honest information. So instead they misrepresent or omit information. Um, again, most mostly related to employment and income to increase their likelihood of approval or even just to get a better rate. You know, right now some buyers feel as though they've been wronged by this sudden increase in interest rates. Uh, so when they can no longer qualify for that that four or five bedroom house that they had their eye on, rather than settle for the smaller or more affordable home, they they might resort to less honorable methods of getting approved uh, for more expensive property. But you know, and then there's the obvious and most malicious groups out there who literally create false loan files uh, by using stolen identities or you know straw buyer personas with no intention of ever paying the loan back. You know, equity skimming where they often rent the property until it goes into foreclosure. Um, and you know, the bad news is the fraudsters often succeed, honestly. Um, but all of this is to say that the reasons and the motivation behind fraud hasn't really changed over the years, I don't think. But the methods um, are so much more sophisticated. Um, and it's changed how the game is being played on both sides. Let's talk about the side of the good guys. How <laughs> How has machine learning and lending automation combated these fraudsters? Um, I mean, I can give you a specific example. Well, not too specific. I won't name names. But for a leading lender, we were actually able to go out and accurately identify file tampering on 21% of their confirmed fraud losses. So a file tampering detection technology would have saved that particular lender over $1.2 million. That's a significant return on investment. And the same risks exist for many of our mortgage clients. It's it's not just big businesses that get hit. It's actually the smaller shops that get hurt the worst. And the bottom line is with the technology that's available today, almost anyone can create modified documents. It's, it's actually scary how easily someone can change a name, a transaction, or the bottom line on a bank statement or an income document, or simply go out to the internet and generate a completely false statement. Um, in and of itself. And the nuances in the font type or uh, the font size is so microscopic that the human eye just can't see it. You know, back in the day, my old arts and crafts, you could look at a document closely and see the edge lines on the cut and paste or recognize those font variances or thicknesses. And, you know, we would even add up numbers to see that they don't actually add up um, and see those red flags. But 
those days are over and the fraudsters have gotten better and the human review just isn't powerful enough. So machine learning and automation is what is helping to even the playing field for lenders right now. Yeah, let's talk about the technology. What what technology is out there and what are you working on over at Oculus? Yeah, so we have found in our research that 5% of loan applications have some form of document fraud. So Oculus has developed a technology called Detect that lets lenders know when fraud is happening on documents like bank statements, W-2s, or pay stubs. And with Detect, we're able to surface um, a ton of different signals through our API, as well as in our dashboard that shows lenders exactly where and how it's happening. So we expose signals for tampered fonts, added fonts, overwritten texts. And in some cases, we can even expose the original underlying document and show it side by side with the tampered document. Um, in Detect, we, we focus on three key areas, providing Detect signals through our machine-only models, providing more reliable signals based on algorithmic checks, and providing enhanced customer experience in our newest uh, Detect dashboard, which just provides ease of use and a visualization of those signals that are detected. So we change the color of fonts and, and offer hover text that will tell you how the content may have been altered. And we actually employ a bank of fraud uh, analysts that have helped us establish that strategic review process and ensure that we produce reliable signals and continually improve the machine models through our automation flywheel. So we're continually learning, adjusting, and increasing in accuracy. Um, and it, it, it's not to say it's a silver bullet. You know, lenders still need to be diligent about their review of the file and and diligent about the review of the signals, even if we're returning them. This is just a tool that exposes those signals to any reviewer to eliminate doubt that something could slip through the cracks and deliver uh, that devastating blow later in the process. You know, now more than ever, we just can't take our eyes off the ball. Fraud is on the rise, and the idea that the risk is worth the reward can really backfire and become the nail in the coffin for a lot of lenders and investors out there. So we're continually improving our models and our signals and our output to ensure that we're always one step ahead of those bad, bad actors that we're fighting against. But these fraudsters are getting better, and they they can automate these documents and, and make it undetectable, essentially. Doesn't that mean that fraud is increasing theoretically yeah fraud fraud is definitely increasing in in september core logic uh released its latest mortgage fraud report and the report shows that the risk of income fraud rose 27.3 percent and property fraud climbed 22.6 percent posting the largest year-over-year -year increase in the second quarter of 2022 and a, a tally of the SAR data collected shows that total filings have trended upward since 2014 across all channels, banks, finance companies, non-bank uh, mortgage lenders, and the GSEs. You know, and these, these cases are not minor in scope, especially not for the GSEs. Some of these fraudsters are pocketing millions of dollars by committing fraud repeatedly throughout the system. You know, new cases pop up in the news every day where mortgage fraud rings are busted and, and they're sentenced to years in prison, but that doesn't put any money back in the pockets of those that they hurt. How do you see the space evolving going forward? You know, as, as I said, we have to be one step ahead of these fraudsters. We and the, the royal we in the mortgage industry have to have layers and layers of defenses. 
Um, and we have to automate the automatable to leave our QA people and our underwriters doing what they do best. You know, I strongly believe that as technology is more widespread throughout the mortgage industry, it's the GSEs that will start adapting at a faster rate, and that will drive lenders in the same direction. You know, just like in the mid '90s, automated underwriting was invented. You know, and uh, it was a default uh, prediction scorecard, and it transformed QM lending as we know it. And with some downtime in the industry that we have right now, I know that there's more time to review and scrutinize files. And I think that fraud detection is is really the next big thing to uh, combat default and those massive losses. So with the technology available to catch fraud early, it only makes sense that investors, servicers, and the GSEs will start adapting um, different different layers and defenses against fraud and file tampering, um, which really puts the pressure back on lenders to do the same, but obviously much earlier in the in the funnel to avoid those costly buybacks. Thank you very much for your time today. All right. Thanks. The bets are on the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee delivering a 50 basis point rate hike at its December meeting and targeting overnight rates around 4.9% by the end of next year, with the first cut coming in 2024. Any news and speeches will continue to highlight elevated inflation and participants will see the balance of risks to the upside. On balance, these changes will allow Chair Powell to justify the step down in pace while maintaining the Fed's commitment to fighting inflation. Any questions? Risk-free U.S. Treasuries are a great investment in times of uncertainty. Treasuries signaled growing concern about the prospects for a U.S. economic downturn yesterday, rallying for the second consecutive day and pressuring yields down to levels not seen since mid-September. Detracting from sentiment has been worries that the Fed will hold rates higher for longer after recent strong data. If emit rates dropped and origination volume returned to last year's levels, would you trade that scenario for a new deadly COVID variant? How about a recession? Nuclear war? Some LOs I know would sell their firstborn for rates back in the threes, but I digress. The risk of nuclear war was raised yesterday after Russian President Putin said as much, though he also said that Russia does not want to wave around its advanced weapons. Turning to today, we have another light economic calendar. We've already received initial jobless claims unchanged at 230,000 as expected and continued claims in at 1.671 million up slightly. Later this morning brings Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey for the week ending December 8th. Last week, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate eased nine basis points to a still high 6.49%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse a solid eighth and the 10-year yielding 3.46 after closing yesterday at 3.41%. Okay, Suzanne, you were an excellent guest today, but I heard you had a joke for the audience. So let's hear it. I, I do. So how did the blind man fall in the well? How? He didn't see that well. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. To learn more, visit simplenexus.com. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary.
to listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.